You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. Whose world is this? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f with future. That's classic. It's Frida's world. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. And as always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful week despite this craziness that's going on in these streets. I don't know about you guys, but I am over this coronavirus situation. I mean, when it first broke out in China... I was like, wow, that's crazy. But I don't think I would have expected it to be this crazy in the United States. I mean, I'm really hoping that in the next couple of weeks it it eradicates itself somehow. But it seems like as each day goes by, more and more people are contracting the virus and more and more stoppages are occurring. I mean, events are being canceled right from left. I mean, the NBA disclosed or, or or put out there that they're canceling their season. The auto show that happens every year in New York is being canceled and pushed to August, I hear. I mean, major conventions, major conferences are being shut down. The hotel industry is literally going crazy. And that's just you know, the tip, there's so much more going on out there because of this coronavirus situation. It's really starting to affect our lives. A lot of people are losing their jobs because companies can, you know, are taking a hit. There are people who are working from home. People are scared to be on public transportation. And it's it's really a little, I don't know, is this disconcerting, I guess, for me, because I'm just kind of wondering, you know, when will this end? Um I mean, I was around during swine flu. I was around during SARS. I never remember it being this crazy in the United States, at least. But this this thing is spreading. I'm not even sure if they even figured out what the root cause is. Either way, I hope you guys are staying safe out there. Those of you who are home, um, working from home, I envy you. <laughs> because every morning I need to tackle these New York City streets. And my immune system is not even on par. So I'm actually a little concerned uh, mingling in these streets myself. But either way, this episode was not dedicated to coronavirus. So it's going to be a very short show this week. Again, I know you guys are dealing with a lot of stuff. And I am dealing with a lot of stuff amidst or amongst whatever uh, this coronavirus situation. But I really just wanted to... Um, share my highlight of the week, and then talk a little bit about this event that I have scheduled for March 24th. I am hoping that I do not have to cancel it because of this coronavirus situation, but I will definitely keep you guys up, you know, updated with with uh, with that. Uh, but the highlight of my week it's twofold. One, I haven't caught the coronavirus, <laughs> and two, over the weekend, despite the the warnings and the fears and whatnot, my friends and I got together and we went to the Celine Dion concert. Now, as a Haitian American, Celine Dion is probably one of our icons. Every Haitian has, you know, a Celine Dion song in their pocket. You usually hear it during wedding receptions. I feel like I heard a Celine Dion song during a funeral once. I don't know, but there are there are two or three number one key favorites within the Haitian community. So I grew up listening to Celine Dion. 
again introduced to it by one of my Haitian <laughs> elders. But I've always loved Celine Dion. Like her voice, her 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 charisma, her songs, the lyrics. I've always been in love with Celine Dion. I know several of her songs by heart. And so it was kind of a bucket bucket list item for me to attend this concert with two of my friends of the Las Tres Negritas, you know, former traveling crew. Um, and it was just a great experience just being able to belt out her songs, being in a stadium of other Celine Dion fanatics and just seeing her in person. I've, I don't know, I've been to several concerts in my day, but this one was one of the most, you know, powerful, dynamic concerts I've been to. So I'm really happy that despite the fears of the coronavirus, I actually left my house, went to Jersey and attended this concert. And so that that was really my highlight of the week that I did something fun despite the, you know, pandemonium that's going on. Um so yeah, that that's my highlight of the week for that. So this week I wanted to talk about the event that's coming up March 24th. Like I said, it's still scheduled. I am just keeping my eyes out on the news outlets to see, you know, what's really going on and weighing the options as to whether or not I should push or not. But the event is entitled Breaking Through the Concrete Ceiling, a panel discussion um, about overcoming adversity as women of color. And I thought that this was very important, particularly uh, since we are in a new decade and we have seen women of color make so many strides, right? We have women of color who are heads of corporations, heads of diversity, um, just really pushing the needle forward. But with all of that positive activity going on, right, that positive energy and that upwards mobility, um, we as women of color are still behind the mark, we have we have individuals within our community who are really creating pathways for us, but the adversity is still there. It's still strong. It's it's I don't want to say it's not going anywhere, but it feels as if <laughs> it's not going anywhere. And so my thought process was to have a panel discussion of a mix of mid-level and um, upper tier professional women really come together and talk about their journey overcoming adversity and getting to where they are right now. So one of our panelists is Dr. Natalia Sinius, who is the chief executive officer, senior vice president um, of NYC plus hospitals, which is a great accomplishment. Um, she was appointed that last year and in her, in her, I think it's about to be a year since she's been appointed, if not a little, a little more, she has done amazing work within the communities, really trying to revitalize the healthcare patient care system. And Natalia is my cousin. So, <laughs> so I've seen her work hard, um, you know, throughout her life. Like there's nothing that this woman cannot do. And to see how, how, how far up she's climbed in such a short amount of time, um, it's definitely amazing. And it's definitely inspirational just to see that. The other panelists we have on, on the panel <laughs> is one of my really good friends, uh, Marley Marcellus Laurent, who we started off in the prosecutor's office together um, back in, you know, uh, 2012, 2013. And but even with, um, you know, 
I guess this sh- a short legal career, as some would say, right? Or eight years in, I think, but <laughs> it's not as like, it's not like a 20 year career. But even within that short time, she's been able to, you know, be in spaces and, and obtain positions that are very powerful and influential. And as a Haitian or as a, as a Haitian woman who was born in Haiti and came to America, you know, in, in her, I think she was maybe 12 or 13, just listening to her story of being an immigrant in this country, you know, English not being her first language and how she's been able to dominate and push forward despite a lot of setbacks that she had, especially going through her legal career. And she's very candid about, you know, her experience going through law school and having to, you know, um, leave, you know, because of uh, academic probation and then coming back stronger than ever and being literally in the top 10% of her class graduating. And so she's going to talk about the adversity that she has met um, within her career to get to where she is now as a mid-level associate. And then we have another panelist uh, by the name of Bernarda Villalona, and she is a top prosecutor in Brooklyn who has been on national television, um, you know, talking about uh, seminal cases that have that have, you know, been addressed and been widely uh, spoken about within our community. And so she is going to talk about her experience being a Latina an Afro Latina. in a in a profession that some would consider to be male dominated, I mean the the legal field is is still even though there's a lot of women in there, but being a top prosecutor, especially in Brooklyn, is not something that is very easy. And to have a woman of color, a Latina, at the top of the food chain, really um, prosecuting some of the craziest, most heinous crimes, high profile crimes in Brooklyn, um, you definitely have to have a lot of grit, a lot of tenacity to be able to get to that position. And so I think by having these women on the panel talking about their experiences, but even more so contributing and inspiring those of us who are currently facing um, adversity, currently trying to figure out how do we overcome these obstacles that are before us. And a lot of these obstacles are really just solely based on the fact of, you know, that we're black or that we're Latina or that we're women of color in general. Um, And, you know, how do we navigate that process? And what does overcoming look like in this new decade? Again, because we've seen so much, um, you know, upward mobility, uh, um, we've seen so much stride uh, with women of color, you know, I feel like we're doing so well. I mean, the visibility is starting to get there, but again, it's at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, we're still behind. So what does overcoming actually look like in this new decade? You know, are there new techniques that we need to implement? Like what, what does it look like? How does it, how are we supposed to approach it as we are seeing that there is, there is essentially more opportunity? How do we create, you know, spaces for ourselves as opposed to waiting for these spaces to be created for us? How do we step in and create these spaces? How do we come in and demand that we are recognized and we are acknowledged for the work that we have put in for the sweat for the blood for the tears um i think a lot of times women of color especially you know in these corporate spaces we feel invisible and sometimes although we have the innovation we have the creativity we want to be able to push forward we see opportunity 
because of the spaces that we're in, we might see it, but it's hard to actually maneuver ourselves in a way to really position ourselves to seize that opportunity, to make that mark. Um, it, it can be quite difficult, especially in certain spaces where there's already preconceived notions on your ability solely because you are a woman of color. And I think it's really important to talk about these things because we are in an era of innovation and creativity. People are creating their own pathways. People are people are becoming change makers. They are really trying to push forward. And I think that a lot of us women of color are very frustrated in the positions that we are. We are frustrated with our position in life even. And we really need a like a booster shot in a sense. We really need a jolt of inspiration. And I think by being in a space where we can have open, candid, and honest discussions about our position as women of color in this current workforce, in this current society, and listening to others who have, quote unquote, made it and are still making it. Because I do believe that, you know, the journey doesn't just stop once you get to the top. It's a continual battle. It's a continuous fight to stay where you are and to see what else might be out there, right? And so that is essentially the objective of the event on March 24th is to really just collectively have this heart to heart moment about our, you know, our position as women of color in this society and the adversity that we've overcome and to really you know, forge and create some um, some meaningful connections because the women who are going to be on this panel, the women who are going to be in attendance of this um, this event are are amazing women. I believe that we all are amazing and we could learn from each other. And again, you know, a lot of times there are networking events and people are there to kind of figure out oh, how do I, you know, get into this industry? How do I get a job? All of that, you know, will take place. But I think really listening to to each other's vulnerability and it, and and really just sitting there and seeing that you might not be the only one going through this struggle in your workspace you might not be the only one feeling that you are invi- invisible and that you're being ignored or that you are in a space that there might be opportunity but you just don't know how to truly tap into that and how to truly grab into that, this is going to be the space for you. This is going to be the moment for you to really, you know, pick somebody's brain, listen to somebody's inspirational story and get inspired to really revitalize the next phase of your life as a professional woman of color. Um, And so I really hope that we can move forward with this event on March 24th. But I really hope that, um, you know, you guys will be able to attend again. uh, The details with regards to the event is that it's going to be held on Tuesday, March 24th at 119. West 24th Street. It's uh, the Alley co-working space. We are sponsored by Alley, powered by Verizon. Big shout out to them for sponsoring this event. I am I am really excited uh, with, you know, partnering with this uh, particular organization. My first ever panel discussion was actually held at this Alley um, co-working space, I think in 2017, so a couple of years ago, and I've still been able to maintain um, a relationship. I reached out to them uh, when I was looking for spaces and they were more than happy to co-sponsor this event with me for um, for Women's History Month. And so definitely a big shout out to them. And um, it's going to be from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. 
And again, I already mentioned some of our panelists. We are really looking forward to a very robust discussion on this. And the panelists are excited. There will be some wine. There will be some libations and some, um, some, well, not, I wouldn't say, you know, a full spread, but there will be some finger foods as well. Um, so it's definitely going to be a well-rounded event. <laughs> you can't have an event without food and drink, right? Um, but again, to follow up with the updates with respect to the event, you could follow us on the IG page, which I hope you all are following me there anyways. It's Frida's World, F-R-E-E-D-A-S underscore world on Instagram. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at Frida's World. We will be doing a Facebook Live for those individuals who cannot make it. Again, we're encouraging the in-person meetup, but for whatever reason, if you are, especially if you are not in the New York City area, we will be Facebook Living the event so you won't miss out. Um, and you can follow us, um, well, not necessarily follow us, but you can sign up <laughs> for the newsletter at www.fridasworld.com. We'll be sending out updates and we'll be, uh, you know, sending out the profiles of our fabulous panelists just to, again, get you guys um, in the spirit, right? And <laughs> hopefully excited about the event and to be able to prepare questions. If there's a particular panelist that, you know, you're reading their bio and you're like, wow, this is exactly what I want to do. I, I have specific questions for her. Definitely, you know, prepare those questions. And I'm sure everybody is going to be providing their contact information. Um, so, you know, again, this is supposed to be a an event to really revitalize and give us that that inspiration that we need to push forward and to remind us of who we are as women of color. We, I believe, for me at least, that women of color probably are the strongest uh, group out there because we endure a lot. We endure. I mean, we are enduring issues with our within our families. We have the communities on our back. We are trying to keep it together for work. We are trying to keep our relationships together. I mean, we are literally super women. That is who we are. Um, and I think that a lot of that does take a toll on us. And especially many of us do not create time for self-care. And so we're running ourselves ragged because we are trying to meet the needs of everyone. So sometimes we need that inspiration. We need that encouragement. And we need to see other women who are flourishing and who are rising to serve as examples that if they can do it, we can do it too. You know, a lot of us come from the same backgrounds. It's not that one person is better than the other. It's more about understanding the game, how to really play the game, how to really even join in the game. And so we're going to get all that information on March 24th. I hope you guys again are able to make it. The event is called Breaking the Concrete Ceiling. And the reason that I named it that is because, you know, I feel like Shattering the glass ceiling it does not necessarily represent the struggle of women of color. Um, I believe that for women of color, we are literally trying to break through concrete. Sometimes we don't, we're not even given the opportunity to see what's above us. We know that there is something above, but we can't even see it because of all of the adversity, all the trials and tribulations and obstacles that are set up for us, right? That are in our way. We can't, there's no glass. We don't even know what's up there sometimes. And even if we are able to see, we're not shattering a glass. It's easy to shatter a glass, but concrete, we are continually trying to chip away, trying to crack through, drill through 
<laughs> a lot of these spaces just to like be able to like peek in or maybe like stick a finger and say, hey, <laughs> I'm here. Uh, the struggle is truly real. And so I think that concrete definitely represents the struggle that a lot of us are going through in our workspaces. So I really hope that... um you know, you guys will, even if you're not able to make the event, but that you guys really think about the next steps and really think about, you know, your position as a woman of color and what you can do to, you know, um, continue rising and what you can do to, whether it's de-stress, um, reevaluate, um, reassess, to just figure out how can we how can we break through that concrete ceiling? How can we get to the other side? I'm, I'm not saying that we're going to get to the other side unscathed, but how do we get to the other side? How do we overcome? So with that being said, everyone, I thank you for tuning into another episode of Frida's World. And don't forget to subscribe to all of the platforms. <laughs> Follow us on IG. Um, sign up for the newsletter on our website, but most importantly, subscribe to the actual podcast. Press the subscribe button. We are available on pretty much every platform, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Make sure that you subscribe, leave a comment, rate us and share it with your friends. So have a great week, everyone. And I hope to speak to you guys next week. It's Frida's World. Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f with future. That's clash it. It's Frida's World.